Welcome everyone to another episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It's your boy Mikey G coming to you live from the free state of Florida. And this afternoon, I am joined by the man who defines the word perseverance, folks. He's a little under the weather, but you know what he's hulking up? He is fighting off the forces of illness to be with us today. This is the man who will be playing the role of Captain Testosterone in a future Marvel Avengers film. This man lives by the motto of F-A-F-O. And if you don't know, now you know and look it up at Google Agogo. Watch your ass. And the man whose dice are always loaded. Always. He is the patriot, the parent, the friend. He goes to the place where everybody knows his name. Greg A. Tadora the first, sir. How are you? What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm doing great now that I got my diet ginger ale from Publix. Uh, three nice. for thirteen dollars. So I have thirty six cans <laughs> in my refrigerator. I have enough diet ginger ale for the whole floor of my building, my friend. There you go. And Greggy T, what you got in your mouth there, pal? I just got some throat lozenges. My throat's killing me. Living in the Northeast now, everyone's sick. But I will give a huge shout out today. Yeah. Give it. Boundless Nutrition in Pleasantville. That's okay. where I get that's where I get my supplements. Amanda, the owner, is awesome. Go check them out. They got the best protein shakes if you just want to get a shake. But if you want to get some of the other good stuff, go see her. Now, is does this Amanda own the shop? Correct. All right. So one of the things that we're going to be focusing on in Power Man is actually celebrating entrepreneurship. And at yep. some point down the road, we're going to have fellow men and women entrepreneurs on here to discuss their stories, how they started, and really derive some inspiration. So we'll see if Amanda can throw us some protein powder, you know, because <laughs> last I checked, they still send stuff down here to Florida. So, hey, Amanda, <laughs> hey, I like chocolate. So, nah, there you go. Right, man. And Greggy T, tell us about that hat, sir. That's pretty dope. You know, it's uh, important to me, the Navy SEAL Danny Dietz Foundation go check them out and also they have a a benefit coming up i believe early november you can go to i'll put the link again down there so buy some tickets and donate them like i did to some veterans that can really use that night for appreciation so big shout out to those guys absolutely yeah and please everyone go check out the link on our site on our instagram page greggy t will take care of that let us mm -hmm. know where we can go because again we love our veterans, our first responders, our firemen and women, and I'll just segue into it before we go any further. Shout out to our policemen and women, our firemen and women, our EMTs. Thank you for all that you do. And as always, to all the military personnel out there everywhere, watch your ass, especially with all the shit going on. We are still the best country. We still have the best armed forces. So America first and be safe. And thank you. Always. And thank you. And a shout out to everyone in Israel. Uh, we're praying for you. Uh, be safe out there and, uh, Hey, defend your land and, and let's, let's put an end to this and let's, let's put peace out there, man. Uh, too much, too much stuff going on, man. Too much crazy stuff at 2023. We should not be dealing with this, but it's only going to get worse. Yeah. That's my biggest fear myself. Um, mm -hmm. you know, with the travel, especially the holidays coming up, I think we need to be extra vigilant. It's like the yep. government says, well, we're not on alert, but there's a heightened awareness. So it's kind of like an oxymoron, right? Just um, don't live your life in fear, obviously, which we don't. But just like Mike said, be more vigilant, be more aware, keep your head on swivel, 
keep your headphones out of your ears when you're out in public and just have a plan in case something happens. Know your exits. If you're going to barricade or if you're going to, you know, make a run for it, if you're going to make a fight for it, just have some sort of a plan, please. And remember, the Second Amendment was given to us by our forefathers for a reason. That's right. For those that don't know, educate yourselves like I'm doing. Um, yes, I do believe that it is wrong to take someone's life because that's just the way my faith has provided that for me. But <laughs> when push comes to shove, we have to protect ourselves and defend ourselves. And a special shout out, exactly, ethic. Just saying. You not just live by that, sir. You are a living example. You put your words into practice. Yes, I do. <laughs> in, in addition, I also want to give a shout out to Tunnels of Towers. Uh, for $11 a month, you can help a Gold Star family or someone that served that lost their life in the line of duty take care of their mortgages and their family stuff and ease some of the burdens. Phenomenal foundation. I see their commercials running. They have legitimate people behind them. And I think they said 93 or 97% of everything goes to where it says it's going to go. It's it's a phenomenal organization. I was at the, I go to the Patriot Awards every year. Well, I'm not going this year because the prices were just astronomical. And Stephen... Uh, it's Bidenomics, Mike. It's Bidenomics. Something like that. Or maybe mm -hmm. Fox decided to just jack the rates up. I don't I don't know. But yeah. uh, this guy, Stephen Siler, I believe his name is Stephen Siler. Um, I met him. Um, at the Patriot Awards last year, which is where I got this cool little hat. Great guy. Had a chance to talk to him, um, like us New Yorkers. And I actually saw they brought people on stage, Craig, and you could actually see there must have been like 25 or 30 families on there. I'm not kidding you. I mean, it was really cool to see. And uh, Wounded Warriors is another one that I like. Yeah. Anything that can, we could do to help out the military and our first responders, and especially those that have sacrificed so much for us. We got to do it, man. No Absolutely. Way. It's a duty of ours. It's the least uh, we could do. Right. Because without them, we wouldn't be able to have the liberties we have to Absolutely. discuss our opinions freely. Hmm. Yeah. To express ourselves. So being that it is, let's hop into today's topic here, Greggy T. Let's do it. It's okay to be who you are. And you evolve over the years, I think. We all do. I mean, We're everybody trying. should evolve, right? They're, right. Some people stay stagnant. Like mm -hmm. we've always said, some people will stay in the same spot, the same place for the rest of their lives. We know men and women that are a product of their stagnation. They just like yep. to stay. No change. Um, is that is that okay, Greg? I mean, is it okay for people uh, not to change? And it's okay for people to say, hey, you know what? I live in my little town. I do my little job. I go home. I do my thing. Is it okay? I'm not here to judge anybody or to say if it's okay or not. As long as, in my opinion, you're happy, truly happy with yourself and your surroundings. And if you're just a good person and a, and a good American and a good patriot community person. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to judge. But I think we should always strive to be just 1% better than yesterday. In, in any field, it doesn't have to be in every category of your life, but, you know, finances or physical fitness or just being a better partner, a better friend, just a better human, anything, any little thing better. Yeah, you often see people with regrets. I mm -hmm. wish I would have left that small town. I wish I would have pursued my dreams or, oh, Greg, I, 
I wish I would have left New Rochelle and did what you did. Or <laughs> I, I, I get that sometimes as well. And what, what do you think holds people in that type of bondage where it's like, I wish I could, but you know what? Like I'm stuck in my little town and I'm happy with my little family and I got my stuff going on, which is great. There's nothing. We're not judging, but no. is it, is it okay to, to kind of feel that way? But more importantly, holding, is that feeling holding you back? Like people all, is it good to live with regret or not live with regret or should have, would have, could have? What are your thoughts on? I know it's a lot to unpack there, Greg. It's a, it's a, it's a great question. It's a tough one because I don't think it's good to live with regret if that regret just consumes your thoughts and it's creeping in your head every day and it's a little voice knocking at your at your door all the time. That becomes annoying and could become a problem. But listen, we know people that live and die in the same town. All good. If that's what you want, I am nothing but happy for you. But there are other people like us that don't want to do that. And I remember like my, my parents are from New Rochelle and, you know, they were born and raised in that whole their generation before them. You don't leave like that's just how it was. They just moved across town and it was like pump the brakes. What's going on? There's a major problem. She's taking him away from the family, all this stuff. I'm literally just 10 minutes right down the same road, 10 minutes. So, I mean, I think if you have that, there's nothing wrong in wanting to better yourself and, and move on and, and try and, and move to other areas and just try different things. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is definitely the biggest. I th I think it's the biggest kind of chain that holds us down a hundred percent in stepping into that it'll keep you stuck in neutral for most of your life and then here comes regret right and you always said to me what's the worst that can happen you always move back and i want to leave new york i mean living in the city yeah. had a great time but i kind of mm -hmm. knew so for people that don't know i feel when you live in manhattan you have a certain window i feel my experience was i had a great run and when that run is over, you kind of know because the city's a different animal. Any major city, whether it's New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, somewhere mm -hmm. where it, the action is is fast and furious. And when I was in New York, it was so much. We had so much fun. If I could put myself in a time <laughs> capsule and never leave, yeah. it would be during that because it was. You get up, you worked, you went out, you got up. You worked, you went out, and we, but it was fun. You were always meeting new people, always doing new things. And it was just, it was a blast. It, it was like, yeah. if high school could have, I think I stayed in high school for an extra 25 years after I graduated because that's the, the people that we hung out with and just the times that we had was just really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. You know, but, uh, Greggy T, question for you coming up. I hear um, real quick on that yeah. subject, I yes, hear sir. a lot of people, a lot of my friends, on their bucket list, oh, I want to live in Manhattan, even if it's for a year, even if it's for two years. It's like one of the most common things yeah. I hear. So I say, go for it if you want. Save your money. I said two. I stayed for eight. And yeah. it was the best eight years, man. It was just, <laughs> man, if that partner could talk, what a story you would tell. But that was just a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a... It was a great time. I wish we, so Mike and I lived in the same building. 
um, we were diagonal. He was above me. And um, across the street from us, number one was a police precinct, whatever. And But across the street from that, Studio 54. And we hear all the rumors from the doorman back in the day. They would sneak them underneath the uh, 8th Avenue right into our building. And a lot of good things happened. And there were people that still live in our building that were from those times. Oh, yeah. That were paying the same price because they got in and they locked in. Yep. So I was like, yeah, that was a good times, man. Yeah, man. Good times. I do encourage, even though the city's under some challenges right now, if you can yeah. somehow make it work, just be safe. And I don't know what it's like now, but, you know, in our era or that run we had, man, it was. And, and you will change for the better because you'll yeah. be exposed to different people. And, and that's the thing with all the strife socially in Manhattan. We had friends that were black, Jewish, gay, straight. We had everything. Bi- we had everything. everything. And we all got along. Like, everybody, had a, everybody had everybody. a good time. There was zero issues. Zero. Zero. Nothing. Zero issues. Crazy. And that locker room talk that pervades. Yeah. Right. That's the way we were. I mean, but it was everyone understood. It was all in good fun of course and if you can't poke fun of yourself then come on man like lighten up a little bit life's too short yeah comedy even sucks now because you know you can't even make fun of somebody or a situation anymore people get all butthurt about it and they just walk out or they just it's not the same man well but whatever it's funny you say that it's funny you say that because andrew dice clay is going to be in pompano beach first hmm. december 1st i gotta definitely go see him I, that's on my bucket list <laughs> i love dice man dice is the best the uh, city needs an, a, a, another good mayor. I mean, you and I were there for the the two back-to-back home run mayors. They did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. And this mayor now is a, another piece of shit. Like, de Blasio was the worst. And they're just, you know, bringing the city down and down and down. But we were there in its heyday, in my opinion. I used to fall asleep on the subway. I used to take yeah. like a 20 minute from... From uh, Columbus Circle over to Brooklyn Bridge and get off it, take the A train after work because I would go to wrestling practice and I would just hook my arm around the rail and I'd fall asleep. It was Bloomberg had that city. He, to me, was the, I mean, he's probably the greatest mayor that city ever had. I mean, I mean, he had three terms, number one, but just he was so innovative after 9-11 putting commercial and residential together. It's like, I think, I think Rudy Giuliani did an amazing job cleaning it up and did the construction part and just laid the groundwork for somebody like Bloomberg to come in and just fire on all cylinders financially, economically. And like you said, commercial residential, everything was just, it was amazing. Yeah. And safety. I mean, he had the stop and frisk and then to see him rescind that. I'm all for it. It's hey, listen, it's happened to me a million times. I'm okay. Go ahead. I'm all for stop and frisk. And, you know, and then during when he was trying to win delegates, he decided mm. to go back on it. So that was kind of sad to see that. Yeah. But he was he was a great mayor. And, yeah. um, you know, he was, it was good and, for the time. And we met him at the marathon. Yeah. The little man. Yeah. He tried eating my tater tots. Yeah. It didn't work out too well. No. But I, I remember nice he's like looking it. up at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we're at the finish line. I get my tater tots first. <laughs> Greg and I had amazing seats for the marathon. I think it was like 2010. Mm-hmm. I had the badge and everything. It was really cool. That was and, a great uh, experience. Was that awesome? And I think yeah. seeing the quadriplegics with the going That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it made me feel really lazy. I, I can't like, even I walk no three seats. blocks. These people are doing 26 miles. So With their arms. Yeah. No, less. no legs. Yep. That was pretty cool. 
Uh, Greg, a T question for you. Why do people feel like they need to change who they are? I think people need, they think that because I think that they think or feel if they become a different person or fit the narrative for the situation, they'll attract other people or attract a situation or, or get the, you know, the likes on Instagram or, or they think they're going to get that easy fix. I think that's the immediate answer to why people think that way. What about you? I think, I, I think people conform for acceptance. Yep. I think they want to be accepted, especially now with social media being, it's funny because I go back and forth. I would really like to get off social media personally because I need a break. Yeah. But social media runs every facet of our lives. So it's kind of hard to, to kind of go. My entire business is off of it. You're off it. Mine's going to be off of it. Yep. You, you know, I'm lucky that I have a referral business. That's, that's pretty good. So I don't mm -hmm. really need to do like all yeah. the nuts and bolts of that, but you, you, it's a part of our, our fabric. Now it's part of life, but to everything there, it could be used for 100% good. If you use it for yes. that, it depends on how you use a tool. Like, you know, stupid example, a gun, it could be used for bad. It could be used for good. So sure. it's just on, it depends on the use. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, you know, gr growing up, you know, m my mom always felt like she had to be perfect. That's just the mindset. You know, my mother loved her, greatest woman in the world. And, you know, it, it's just something that's in her brain. And it's still to this day at 70-something years old. And, and, you know, when you're around that, you absorb that. So in a weird way, you almost feel like you have to be perfect. And it's like, oh, I don't want so-and-so to see that you know, I get angry or I don't want so-and-so to see that I'm sarcastic or I don't want so-and-so to see that I'm fallible. Cause when you first, especially now with online dating, online dating is, is awful in certain ways. It's good, I guess, but me, it's uh, awful. I've never done it. So I live no. through you. The <laughs> stories I hear through you is enough. Mm -mm. It's, it's so much, I feel like it's so much pressure in a way because you're not meeting someone organically. So they're not really seeing you in your element. Agreed. Right. And then when they see you, they could be shocked. Like, oh my God, he's really like, he's crazy. Meanwhile, you're just having a good time or you could see her being like, oh my God, she's so, so it works both ways. But yeah. I feel like people feel like they have to change. Like I need to be, I need to use a uh, big vocabulary around this person because they're educated instead of just being like, you know, just be real, be, being real. And I think people have a hard time being real these days. Wouldn't yeah. You say? That's a, that's a great way to put it. I agree. It's a great way to put it. Greg T, why do people feel like they need to compromise themselves? I know it's kind of like changing, but there's change and then there's compromise. Yeah. Have you ever had to compromise yourself around somebody? <clears throat> every day. <laughs> I'm married, so every day. Um, I mean, people people feel that you know, there's a difference between compromise and change. And both, I think, could be good and both could be negative. It, like I said, it just depends on the situation. I don't. I don't think you should compromise your values or your your goals or anything like that for somebody. That I don't think you should ever compromise right. or your vision for anything, no matter who you're trying to impress or get a hold of or get eyes on or whatever. Right. So I think it's important to know why if, if you even realize you're doing it a lot of people don't realize it, it it'll take like their boys or some of their friends to pull them back and be like yo what are you doing um that's not you and if that's right. the case then ask yourself like oh what am i doing that for 
just to you know get somebody's number or just to date somebody it's just is it is, is there any long-term you know value in that agreed you know and, and the bible talks about exalting yourselves and being humble i think those that exalt themselves will be humbled and those that humble themselves will be exalted and that always stood out to me and i think there's a certain humility factor that can lead into some compromise especially if there are traits or behaviors or tendencies that can be problematic when you're in a relationship when you're meeting someone yep. business so i think humbling yourself and recognizing hey i shouldn't really do that one of the things i'm working on is trying to use you know my language mm -hmm. and obviously being uh, you know trying to rid myself uh, in, in colossians uh, 3 8 talks about ridding yourself of anger rage malice slander and filthy language from your lips and it's a process and i've definitely gotten a lot better i mean you know we have conversations and i'll chime in but obviously i'm wearing a johnny cash shirt so I mean, that speaks volumes, but, you know, we're human. So if you can mitigate the amount of offenses, mm -hmm. then that's a win. I'm not really compromising myself. I'm making myself better. Yeah. yeah. I'll use colorful language when I have to, but I mm -hmm. would choose not to. So in the moment, you got to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, let me just reassess instead of acting out of emotion where yeah. the language can get kind of. Absolutely. There. Yeah. You know, um, how do people become okay with who they are? Like, what if you're struggling with that that identity of like, ah, oh, man, like, I'm really an accountant, but I really want to be a trainer. Or, man, I'm I'm really quiet, but I want to be that crazy guy. But what if that's just not who you are, but you try to pretend to be something you're not? Why do people have a hard time being okay with who they are? I think it goes back to your first answer of wanting to be accepted, number one, by somebody or a group or a girl or a guy, whatever. But I think it's um, it's it's imposter syndrome. Basically, you you think you're X when you're not, or maybe you are an accountant, but you want to build motorcycles. Maybe that it really is you. I don't know. Only only that person knows that. But if it's a real, you know, yearning inside you, then maybe you should start dabbling in that you can still be an accountant and start maybe building some motorcycles on the in, in your spare time or on the weekends or whatever and maybe that passion becomes your purpose which we spoke about and mm. maybe it, that makes you happier so I, in my in my example thing i would say go do it then you know i would i'm not saying just blindly just quit your job and go do that but maybe make some some calculated decisions on that how much do you think environment plays a role in the thought process behind someone wanting to change or being okay with who they are? I think environment, meaning like demographically where you are, I think it definitely could play a role because there's stronger minded people and there's weaker minded people. And some of the weaker minded people might not want to or might want to conform to where they're at. I'm in the Northeast, so you know how everybody is around here. Not everybody. Most people are around here. So I think that deters some people from speaking the true feelings, doing what they really want to do, and just talking openly and being themselves. I think environment in that situation can play a huge part in being yourself. Yeah, and I'll take it a step further. I think environment can mean your home life. It could be your work yeah. life. It could be the people you hang out with. Like if I keep telling you you're no good, after a while it's gonna get beat in your head, and then guess what? You're gonna feel like a piece of garbage. 
A thousand percent right. Thousand. So, so being cognizant of the environment and the people that you surround yourself with, I know sometimes I have a hard time getting comfortable around some people. Mm -hmm. Like I try, I try, but then it's almost like there's something I can't explain that kind of holds me back. And then I get quiet and then I get like very like matter of fact where I like to talk with everybody. I like to kind of bring, you know, I'm very free spirited that way. And and sometimes I feel like even though I may like a person and I think they're great, but for me to be completely comfortable and kind of have the loose relationship that I'm looking for with a, whether it's a woman, whether it's a friend, whether it's a business associate, not, mm -hmm. I mean, business associates, you want to be a little more tactful and have that boundaries, yeah. but like, like how our friendship is, I don't feel like, you know, when people are guarded, yeah. then I feel like you're, you're compromising yourself in a way where you're not allowing your true self to flourish because there is that I have to be a certain way around somebody because they don't like that when they should really accept you for who you are. And I think that's another thing too, that we need to focus on accepting yourself. It's okay to be funny. It's okay to be loud. It's okay to be X, Y, and Z. It is okay, but you have to believe that it's okay to be who you are. And if yeah, you, you have that, to be okay with it now. Yeah. Others will accept you. Is that pretty mm -hmm. fair to say? Have confidence in what you say or feel and what you want to do. I totally think that's correct. Yeah, and, and staying with this topic, Greg, why do you think people have a hard time walking away from people that might challenge our comfort level, our ability to compromise ourselves for a situation or a certain someone, and just for that feeling of, hey, it's okay to be Mike Gallagher, not the Empower Man podcast, not the trainer, not the wrestler. It's okay to just be me. Why do people have a hard time walking away from situations? I think fear number one, comfort level number two, and routine number three. So fear is the fear of the unknown. If I walk away, it's blank space. What am I? I don't, I'm not going to see that person anymore. Or I'm not going to talk to them. It's all uncharted water. So that fear is right there. And then what was the other two? I said fear, uh, fear, um, routine, routine. You're used to seeing that person. You're used to speaking to that person, texting that person in the morning or at night or whatever. Now you have nobody to text. So you miss, sometimes a lot of people mistake missing the routine versus missing the person. And a lot of people that, oh, I missed the person. Do you really? Because you didn't even like them. And you were miserable and you fucking hated them and, and you didn't want to be there. So I think you missed the routine of something. So And the, and the comfort, you mentioned comfort. Yeah, the comfort of that, I don't want to call it a safety net, but that person's always there or you're always there. And it's just a volley back and forth, whether it's positive or not. I just think all three of those play a big key in why people have a problem maybe walking away. Have you ever been put in a position personally where you feared walking away? Mm. Or had a hard time walking? That's they fear. Let's just say mm. you had a hard time walking away. Yeah, I think um, certain friends back in the day, like we're on a path. And if you continue that path, there's a number of problems. We hope we both know people like this. And if we stay on that path, we know what's going to happen. So I'm going to make a right and do my thing. So 
do I miss some of those people? Of course I do. I had a great time with them. But I also know what would happen or where I would be or wouldn't be if if I stayed on that path. So it's not easy, but it was definitely the right thing to do. Did it take time or did you know like, all right, I'm cutting you off like now? Or did it take time to build over time? As you get older, as I got older, I just knew it didn't build up. Like I got to I gotta hit the eject button here because this is not going well. Yeah, and it's not easy when you have no. to put the brakes on a, a relationship, a friendship, yeah. or a, a kin's a, acquaintanceship. Yep. Um, something where you're used to talking to somebody, but they keep dragging you down, and it's the end of the day, it's not good for you. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't align with your core values, and if you have goals, you want to start a business, you want to vote, you want to do all these things. But let's be honest: if you get in trouble or get a felony, those that's out the window. That's where I was going with this. Oh yeah. Wrong. And and I'll take it one further. Um, I think for me, I reach a certain point where I can take I'm patient, I take a but once I hit that point where I'm done, there's nothing you can do to really yeah. persuade me to come back. And I've done that with people, girls I've I've dated. Yep. Where I can I I'll hang in there with you as long as I can, but after a while, it um you know, you reach a point where there's a point in overturn, and that's when I, when I cut it off. And it's, it's a one-way switch. Once that switch is hit, it doesn't go back up. Yeah. And my cousin always said this, too. And for the girls out there, maybe you could elaborate on it, that most girls have a switch. And when the switch goes off, it's it's kind of hard to come back from. But I think we can all – I think we all have a switch, would you say, Greg? Yeah, I, we all do. You know, we all have that switch. And, um, you know, Greggy T, like, um, why is it important – to kind of put yourself first like why do you think it's important we talked about accepting yourself we talked about you know uh, that stuff but the value of putting yourself first a why is it important to put yourself first and b um how do people put themselves first without doing it at the expense of other people hmm. <clears throat> that's why you got the throat lozenges pal yeah. So first question, why? Say it again. Why? So why do people have a hard time putting themselves first? I I think number one, it has to do with their self-confidence and how they see themselves and feel about themselves. So obviously the more self-confidence you have and the more good you feel about what you're doing, why you're doing it plays a big part in that. And then the second question is how do you put yourself first without doing it at the expense of other people? Cause we've seen relationships, hmm. business, you know, um, business kind of, you know, intertwinings mm -hmm. where you can use that person as a stepping stone to get to where you want to get to, which, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. It's ne necessary sometimes, but mm -hmm. when the intent is, yeah, I'm putting myself first. I'm going to dominate this conversation and Greg ain't going to say anything. That's not the right thing to do. So like, how do you do that without putting other people's uh, at expense? I think if you're a, if you're a good person with good intentions with what you're trying to accomplish or do, I don't think you have to worry about that at all because it won't naturally happen. 
people step on each other all the time. We've seen it a million times, corporate, you know, private lives, personal lives, whatever. It's those people. They're not, they're, they're selfish. Let's just be honest. They're selfish. They don't care who they run over in the process just to get one more ring up the ladder, one more ring up the ladder. I mean, I think people like you and I and and some of our friends and people that have certain visions and goals that those thoughts don't even come into our minds because we're not built like that and we don't care about that. And I'm sure it's the same in your business. There's there's a lot of coaches in real estate. There's plenty of business for everybody. If you want to step on me, that's fine. I don't care, but I am not doing that back to you. I have my own vision, my own path. I'm trying to build my own table. If if that suits you, that's great. And if you want to, you know, step on me to get yourself forward, that's great. I, I also think that I'm I'm hoping karma comes in. Karma takes her time. I wish karma would be a little faster with certain things, but I think it'll all catch up to you and you will be exposed one way or another. It's just not worth it. I don't want to live like that. I don't want those thoughts in my head all the time. I don't want to put my head at night and, and have those thoughts. I don't care how tough you are or how whatever. You know when you've, when you've done a shitty thing and you're a piece of shit to a friend or to business. You know that. And if I'm, it's like everything else. If you do it over and over again, I'm sure you, come, you become desensitized to it enough where maybe it doesn't affect you. But... I know I don't want to live like that. I know you don't want to live like that. So it's things like that don't come into play with with people that are organically and genuinely nice and trying to build their brand or product or business. I agree with you, Greg. And uh, Philippians 2.3 talks about um, not being jealous, not trying to impress others, but be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Now, mm -hmm. we can take that in its literal sense, right? Uh, like, I don't want people think like I don't want to think someone's better than me at what I do but there's a certain humility where it's like you said there's enough room at the table for everybody mm -hmm. if I can help yeah. another trainer out or I can help someone else out yep. or we can create a community like hey let me let me do a metabolic test on your client here are the tests that you take it yeah. do it for yourself so there's a certain leverage with that you know in regards to, to using that but I think it's always having the mindset and the cognizance of, yeah, I'm going to put others before myself where it's not at their expense or my expense. Like yeah. if I'm going to eat this piece of chicken, but if I have, you know, I can eat half and I can share the other half with you. Or mm -hmm. like if you're like, if you're hungry or whatnot, or we just look at our everyday life, right? You and I have so much, even though we're both facing challenges. I, I just beefed up my tithe at my church because I had to pause it for a couple of weeks just because I had to get stuff straightened out. And mm -hmm. I look and I think of like, wow, like I have an awesome apartment. Yeah, it's a rental. Okay, so what? But I have a awesome It's pretty nice. My head. Listen, the most important thing are the toilets. My toilets take a beating with all the protein I take in a day. And That's that yeah, Chipotle, man. I had it last night. So oh. Chipotle so good. No, no. Chipotle, don't send me shit, please. Send it to Mike. Bro, bro. Side note. If anybody's having some issues... Chipotle, like around seven o'clock at night, give it about <laughs> 10 hours, have your first cup of coffee black, dude, it'll cut. You only have to strain it. Come right out. It's awesome. Nothing better than Chipotle. But getting back to the topic, I think you have to just be cognizant of putting others first. Let people see that you're humble. And you're, some people aren't capable of that. 
the no. odds that's narcissists are, are for. Mm -hmm. That's what they're known for. So you, you can't really fault someone for not being able to do something they're not capable of doing. And there are people out there that genuinely just want to help people. Yeah. As much as I don't want to be around people, we joke about this all the time. I do like helping them. I do like seeing them succeed and hit their goals, whether it's personal or business and grow their, their real estate, you know, list. I, I love that. I think it's, it's a great feeling to me. So there are people out there there. Everyone's like, Oh, why are you doing this? Or how come you're not charging more when that person's charging five times what you charge? I'm not worried about them. I have a different model. I do not care about them. I just want to help as many people as I can. I just, there are, there are people like that. Same with you. Yep. Listen. And, and again, it goes back to your perspective, right? You know that you're working the work we do here in the world in earth, is a lot bigger than we realize. So the money will come. So yeah. what if we're not charging a thousand dollars an hour? You've got your piece of the pie. You've got your niche, as do I. And yep. you know what? The work becomes fulfilling because we're putting people first. Great thing I said this before on one of our podcasts: people over profit. That's people it. And profit. stop. And and a lot of people look at others as a threat immediately. Don't worry about them. Just stay focused on your business, even if. Another real estate coach opened up down the street from me. There's a McDonald's always across the street from a Burger King. I don't care. The truth will come out. And you know what? It, it doesn't, my style doesn't fit everybody. That's right. And their style is not going to fit everybody. That's, That's right. why there's different styles. It's all good. There's not, not one flavor of ice cream. That's right. And that's why I'm saying it's okay to be in your lane. It's okay to be in my lane. Yep. When you accept, this is what I love to do. People will gravitate towards that. It's just they like, will. You, they will. They will weed out the shit and the bullshit, and they will see who's real and who's really in it for the true helping of others. Yeah, and just like your marriage, like your realness and your authenticity attracted your wife to you, and vice versa, which is you know why you have the relationship that you have today because you're okay with being Greggy T. You're okay. You're like you're not. Yeah. If you're going to change, you're going to change because it's something that you want to do that you feel it's going to help you because if you can help yourself, helping others will be that much more plentiful. Yeah. And and on that point, you, she knew who I was. She knew my past and or most of it. And she heard stories and you're laughing for a reason. And she's been around some of the stuff. So it's I'm not changing for anybody. I don't want anybody to change for me. You, you take it or leave it. Yeah. You know? And I. I feel like since the pandemic, people have been so frantic to lose connection. They everyone's so desperate to be in a relationship or so desperate to be with somebody. Yep. Since because we're everyone's so frantic that they're gonna try and nothing I see more, especially like on Facebook. And I hate to say this, so for the ladies out there, please forgive me. It's just an observation. A lot of girls post who they are online. Right? It's like when they they'll they'll disrespect men in mm. a certain way and they're gonna post about like all their great qualities their great attributes yeah. which is mm -hmm. wonderful but if you can accept yourself you won't really need to post that because people are gonna see that wouldn't you agree yeah and i'll add to that since you know i'm usually getting the heat and you're not <clears throat> why do you even have to put that out there anyway if you know who you are just keep it to yourself and have somebody find out the nice way right like no one cares. Right. And guys do it too. Guys 100%. do it too. 
Why can't I meet a great girl? All these girls yeah. are this, this, and that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and again, it's all about if you accept yourself, then you won't need to go and put stuff out there for everyone to see to validate yourself yeah. so that you can get a thousand likes or, hey, Greg, yo, you're a great guy. You'll meet your catch or whatnot. And, um, I got a hell of a question for you. Oh, Way ahead. out of left field because it was asked to me. Bring it. Greg, what's the difference of dating a stripper or dating a girl that has OnlyFans? And I said, I'm going to get back to you on that because I don't have a quick answer. Hmm. It's a good one, Mike. Well, that's a good one. Well, um, <laughs> gotcha. See. You did. You did. That's a that's a that's a good one. Um, well, I actually did. I I'm gonna say I really dated a stripper when I was 18, but she was stripping at the local uh, establishment. Dancing, that, Mike. Dancing. Right. Performing. Right. She was in the the adult performing arts. Um, yes. At the local establishment where I grew up in, off of uh, <laughs> Route 376, there in Red Oaks Mill, New York, that every young man in my community went to to kind of dolls? Get, uh, baby that was smiles smiles huh and but she was really cool like <laughs> she was super cool mom turn it out. off mom, mom yeah, turn it off i mean she mrs t knew. turn it off she already knew she's <laughs> laughing she, 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 yeah, she knows you know it, it was she was super i mean but i but see the me is i always treated her with respect so it's like i think a lot of these people that <laughs> like will there is a there, you know it some people believe it's a performing art to it, which is awesome. I we have yeah. friends that it's just awesome. Right? No no disrespect, but a lot of people do it for validation and mm -hmm. for to improve their self worth because they know they've got certain qualities and attributes that they can you know take advantage yeah. you know make more um, advantageous for them. But I think when you break down the walls and show people respect, uh, the dynamics of that relationship changes. So um, I think the the difference I would say is the the real versus the um the virtual stuff i mean to get a lap dance from a stripper or to go to an only fans and to buy something that you don't know if it's their real clothing if it's a real thing like because what happens if they're a content creator on only fans right would you rather date an only fans or a stripper um i i, I Truthfully, I don't think I answered that question right. I think it had to depend on the person. <laughs> okay, that would be it. It's very nice of you, Mike. Well, you know, it's it's it, it's weird because I, you know the sexual impurity is stuff that I've definitely struggled with the majority of my life. And when you're looking at it from a different lens, it you know you look at it from two two perspectives: old versus new. I would mm -hmm. say it all depend on the person because there's a lot of people <clears throat> I know that I've met online mm -hmm. that are doing one thing. And then if you click to their Patreon channel yeah, for the right price, you can get the full Monty. Of course. And we also didn't have that shit when we were younger. It was just no. pretty straightforward. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of like fluff no. or, no. you know, it was, here you go. It is what mm -hmm. it is. <laughs> you know, so that's a great question though. You definitely threw me off on that one. Good. <laughs> gotcha bitch yeah well i'm gonna get you now greggy t um because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put the the uh finishing touches on this episode look at some techniques that we can use to accept yourself greg talk about gratitude how can gratitude help you accept yourself 
of saying it's okay to be who you are? It sounds so lame to say this, and people are going to go, oh, because I used to do that too. Just be vocal with yourself, whether you're in the shower or in, you know, combing your hair, brushing your teeth, whatever. Just, just name some things you're grateful for every day. The simplest thing, like you said, your two feet hit the ground. You should be fucking thankful right there. But <clears throat> you should be thankful you have heat when it's cold out and, you know, you have food in the refrigerator. You have a roof over you, like the silliest things. But it's what you were what you alluded to earlier in this conversation, just putting it out there. And eventually enough times, I think it's like a psychological thing that'll happen. It'll click and you'll just, you know, raise your bar one little level of more happiness or gratitude and I think that's a simple practice in itself, just being vocal, putting it out there. And nice. don't be, and when you, because we all do this, like, oh, what a fucking day. Oh, nothing goes my way. Another thing, like, okay, say that, get that garbage out, but then put it right back with something you're grateful for. So you don't end on that negative or that Debbie Downer. And you end on something positive, something. I had a good hair day. My beard looks good. I don't care what it is. Something. Just end with that instead of, oh, I had a horrible day. Like nothing went my way. Okay. But my bed feels good right now. Or there's a great show on. Or I had a good workout. It was something. Something. No, that's great, Greg. And I want to build upon that. Being intentional. How can being intentional with your thoughts, your actions, and your words help you to become okay with who you are? I think it's a necessity to be intentional. Personal life, friendship, relationships, business, all those categories, you have to be that way. You have to be precise in your actions, your thoughts, garbage in, garbage out. You know, you don't put shitty fuel in a Ferrari. You put, you know, high test, 93, same thing. So you want to you want to have that in each category. And the only way to do that is to be intentional with your thoughts, your actions. Yes, you might not. I intend to do these five things today. Okay, maybe you only did three. You still did three out of five. Pretty good. Let's move those two to the next day and you'll you'll start knocking things down. You have to be intentional. You can't just wing it every day in relationships it's not going to work you can't wing it in business it definitely won't work finances it will not work Mm -hmm. you have to have something clear and calculated it's you'll never move the needle you will always be treading water if not sinking i'm gonna i i'm gonna go a step further greggy t how does love how does love play a role in accepting who you are loving yourself loving others how mm-hmm. does that play a role with accepting who you are and saying hey it's okay to be who i am i don't need to change for anybody you hear it all the time you can't love somebody until you love yourself and everyone's like eh. you hear it all the time for a reason everyone says it for a reason you can't you can't you have the ability to love somebody until you truly love yourself and a lot of people will falsely say they love themselves just so they can check that box or move on, but it'll come out the rug on the other side eventually, and there's going to be a problem. So it's always a working 
thing. I think it's not like an overnight process. You know, we have to work on it constantly, but I think you have to love yourself first. You have to. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. 100%. And no one's saying being perfect. Mike and I are the farthest things from it. And I don't want to be perfect. I don't care about that. I just want to be better. And you can love yourself in doing that. Yeah. And the, and the last technique I want to ask you for your advice on is understanding. How does understanding, how does having that sense of understanding play a role in being okay with who you are? Whether it's the other person, whether it's a girl, mm. business, your parents, your wife, like, what what does under how does understanding the other person or understanding a situation play a role in saying hey it's okay that person may not feel the same way as I do or they may have had a bad day yeah. so how does that play a role in kind of saying it's okay to be who you are it plays a huge role however I still I've struggled with it not so much lately but it took me a long time. I'm old now. It took me a long time to realize because people were telling me, my family, friends, like, you can't expect somebody to think the way you do. Simple as that. Big. And it's huge. But being young and all that, you oh, no, it, it's, it's that that's impossible. It's it is what it is like black and white and not everything is black and white. And it you. With maturity, not an age number, but when the maturity factor hits, you'll realize that you have to take into consideration how other people think. Every brain is different, and they don't think the same as you. One of the best, one of the best lessons I get daily is my four-year-old. I can't <laughs> expect her to have like knowledge or common sense or look at a certain thing. I'm 45 years old. How can I expect her to look at a situation like that? I can't. So it's a daily reminder, like, okay, let's get on her level and get in her head and have, let her express it in like an open state. And then it, it, in doing that, it you're learning as well, other optics and other, ways to look at things and it's it can only help you grow and it helps your patience and all that too so it's, it's it's important but it takes a long time and it was a lot of problem it caused a lot of problems for me in my life with people throughout my life because i couldn't i couldn't get that i never understood that but once you did it just changed everything yeah yeah definitely <clears throat> yeah and it helped a lot of things like maybe like de-escalation of arguments are a lot sooner. You don't get to a 10, you know, it really, it really like lessens everything. It eases things up when you can understand that still not easy, no. but it helps a lot. And you use that in your coaching practice with your, all the time, clients. all the time. I go, you, you, we do this every day. You can't expect somebody to understand what you're talking about. So, Put yourself in their shoes. Turn it around. And I always get them with this. Would you hire yourself? There's always silence. Would you hire yourself? If that is not an absolute definitive yes, we got work to do. So. If you would ask me that probably 
15, 20 years ago, I would have fired myself a long time mm-hmm. ago. We all would have. We all would have. But there's always that someone that believes in you. Yes. That sees that full potential that can see through your your fake, all the fake stuff. And yeah. I want to give a shout out. Through. You just reminded me of our girl, Kate, from Equinox. Oh, yeah. She gave me my first big break in real estate. And I crushed it. And she set the tone. So I want to say thank you. Yeah. We love you, Kate. Kate Roach. Yes, sir. She's killing it now. She's killing it. Oh, man. Very happy for her. Her daughter's beautiful, like has a great life, like just crushing it. So keep it up. It's it's good stuff. It's it's good stuff for sure. Uh, Greggy T, this is an awesome episode. Um, I also want to reference our listeners too. We did do an episode on self-acceptance. So I encourage people to go back because this will kind of help lay the, the groundwork for what yeah. we've talked about today and and whatnot. And I always encourage our listeners to kind of go back because we've kind of been building like a book, yeah. different chapters. And mm-hmm. there's so much great stuff and there's so much great content that, you know, as we approach our 30th episode, that's coming up in a few weeks and we're going to be celebrating that big milestone because most podcasts don't make it to 30. And the fact True. that We've got great support from people all over the world Yep, um, that's allowing this to happen is really, really great. So thank you to everyone out there. And Greggy T, where can someone give us suggestions, <clears throat> ideas, comments, and basically just tell us how they feel? Yes, you can tell me to go take a hike. You go to our Instagram, Empowerment Podcast. Shoot us a DM. Mike and I read them. Go to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, all that stuff. We're everywhere. All right. So we, we really appreciate it. We're really trying to pump these out. And like I said before, we have some really good guests lined up. So we're, we're really, really excited. I actually just um, just uh, texted with uh, Jenny Barton the other day. So she said, say hello. Nice. Please, yeah. Yes. So um, She's awesome. um, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. So thanks again for watching. Click like and subscribe on YouTube, please. Please. Even if our content becomes a little blurry at times due to technical difficulties it's not our fault we'll just blame it on china or russia oh. it's the strippers and the only fans mike that's Man, it my bad my bad <laughs> we'll leave in politics out of this one mm-hmm. yep. politics no but anyway thank you everyone out there for listening we'll be back with you next week with some more exciting content 2024 is gonna be a big year for both for everyone yeah. men women everyone that listens to us all over the world uh, it's a big year for us, so we're really gearing up for it, for the for the good and the bad. But just yep. know that we're going to survive it all together, whether it's in person or an online community. So we're here. Get your house in order, and America first. God bless, guys. Have a great week. All right.